I hear the voice of my grandmother calling me. I hear the voice of my grandmother's call. She says, wake up, wake up. Wake up, wake up. Listen, listen. Listen, listen. I hear the voice of my grandmother's calling me. I hear the voice of my grandmother's call. She says, wake up, wake up. Wake up, wake up. Listen, listen. Listen, listen. I hear the voice of my grandmother calling me. I hear the voice of my grandmother's call. She says, wake up, wake up. Wake up, wake up, listen, 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 go within, listen, go within, listen, go within. Through it all, it seems to be the source of pain, sadness, anguish, the asking out, the looking out, the journeying out, when really it's all about in. So what if it's not anyone's job to make anyone believe? But we just all trusted each other. I get that there's a lot of these kinds of statements that um, I think that they have potential and they take decades or centuries. Not to implement, but to really get to it. Why the external? Why is everything so directed there? I mean, you know, if you've been listening, you know. We're caught in this crazy conflict. Sort of beautiful culmination of this moment of humanity where it's like people have never had so much permission to be whomever beyond boundary. in the face of breaking the boundaries. Something I'm constantly fascinated at is how something can be liberating and then offer itself as a new jail cell. And I was thinking about this in terms of literature, uh, 
literacy, and reading. So there's a point, I'm going to talk children because I can say from my own personal experience from a child who didn't read to reading, right, and the indoctrination. There's this thing that happens, this initiation into reading that a lot of us don't really have a choice because communities said this, this is a necessary, valuable thing, and I'm fine with that. <laughs> I'm not against literacy. Um, Right, so it's, it's often a struggle for some. Some people have that curiousness and they start asking and wanting, but it's pretty much an initiative to teach someone. You take the time to share the secrets. Some people have a character within themselves where they can learn anything without someone teaching them. You know, it's like, I am curious about this thing, so I'm going to watch. I'm going to witness. I'm going to learn. I'm going to teach myself. It's very interesting. <clears throat> Some people. I resisted learning cursive. I mean, read this is about reading or not, but you know, it's like I don't. So my brain just wouldn't do it. Didn't didn't that I didn't want to. Couldn't comprehend. So though, the point of it though. So this is a point where when you figure out how to read, spot on dot, sit spot, spot and dot, go play, <laughs> see spot run. Uh, there's this magic. Okay, so here's the point. What is magic? This is. People, y'all, hmm. I got, I got someone who reached out about someone, a child of theirs who's a grown adult, but still their child who picked up a book about high magic and some weird shit's been going on. And I'm like, y'all, these, yes, these are ancient secrets. Yes. But they all come from a societal <sighs> legacy of teaching and auditory teaching, oral narrative teaching. And while we've lost sense and people have often become dictators and gatekeepers now um those teachers and elders were there before reading and writing to document these things right this is magic it's not unicorns and sparkle fairies i mean i do believe in that shit but not the way y'all do I don't believe that that stuff exists in a way that it seems impossible for it to exist. I believe it exists within the realm of quantum physics and this being a crystalline reality, which is just a shadow and reflection. So, if that's the truth, then the secret <laughs> to reading words. I can write something down and 300 laters, some, I mean... Dead Sea Scrolls, anyone? Let's talk about thousands of years. Magic. Time travel. And there's this thing that is really powerful about coming into the community, the point where you get to read. You're reading what other people are reading. You get to speak this language. It's like a high language. It's this gift. It's this insider's club. Ooh, coffee and water. I gotta make coffee, y'all. It's early, and I'm not yet. Mm -mm. 
So, into my French press routine. Is that like get any better? <laughs> so, this is a really exciting place where all this starts to happen. Oh, fucked up my coffee. I get all my grounds in it. Hold on, put the phone down. I record this on my phone. It's the Anchor app. If any of you ever want to record with me, just download the Anchor app and then let me know. I'm not going to talk to y'all about recording if you're not going to download the app first. It's not it's no point. But if you're serious about it, I'd fucking love to. Ooh, this is going to be a messy fucking coffee experience that I'm grateful for. I'm sitting camping again in my own kitchen. So let's back to writing. <clears throat> so you're in the club. And now as you're traveling, you got road signs and newspapers and manuals and then this thing happens okay so for me it happened in high school I was really creative and I wrote short stories and poetry and all kinds of shit and there was this point in high school where there was this epiphany right like all of a sudden everyone started taking like AP courses and advanced placement um, I did the IB International Baccalaureate stuff. You know, it became about academia in a very competitive, aggressive way. And it was very clear to me from one of my teachers that because I wasn't perfect, I was fucked. And for me, this secret that gave me so much liberty, this freedom, this amazing place of interchange and exchange, interaction and exchange, um, became deadly, lethal, a liability. One wrong punctuation expression, and I would be humiliated in front of the entire class. Everyone would. I wasn't just the only one, but I'll just tell it from my experience. Now, I have a Pisces moon, and I don't... I mean, we can have a whole other conversation about how I've uh, recently let go. I'm not practicing a lot of astrology or tarot or any of that shit right now. Um, I'm going within to the point where now I am taking all of the dowsing tools around me and putting them down for a while. Doesn't mean I'll never ever again, but I need to make sure that I don't need tools beyond my own fucking body. So I'm working on that right now. And I remember having uh, this very clear feeling that I had words that really described something. And the words that I feel, the textures, the vowels, the consonants, they feel right. It feels right to say this word. But other people, it's the thesaurus issue. Like, it's not quite the word that they would use, so they always come in and tweak it. Like, I could, I just, I didn't even think of a... Every once in a while, I playfully swap economic with ergonomic because I think it's a funny and interesting concept that they are very closely related in, in kind, but have um, slightly different, you know, but like, let me take a moment. Let me take a moment. You've got a person, okay? Person A, use the alphabet. 
Person A has something that they would like to share, to translate, to, to describe, right, to person B. Now here's part of the theater world. Person B has their own life, their own experience, their own filters, so they're not trying to, well, I mean, let, let's go let's go in good faith here. That person B isn't trying to not understand person A. But already, the experience from person A, and we know this, we know that everyone has experienced a completely different truth. We have a lot of, around this. Person A has now gone on this really vulnerable journey to express themselves as person B. And here are two things that really stick in problematic issues. One, person B, first off, is also so traumatized by the intense education system that while listening to person A, they've forgotten the humanity most of the time. So already person B is like, listen to this person about logistical things. Often we're listening with like a very intellectual instead of the emotional, right? Which is why people are like starved for emotion and starved for love in this society. That's why as a healer, do anything and everyone's like, oh my gosh. I'm going to make some awkward sexual pass at you or want to date you or something in the healer world. Because everybody just wants to be loved. Really. Everyone just wants to feel loved. Okay. Person B. The second thing with person B, in their own nuance, and their own, you know, lens, and their own history, and their own, like, I'd like to just get on with this conversation and go do my fucking chores so I can go have a cocktail later. They also have been trained by the system to police other people's grammar. Grammar police! So instead of, like, here's what I find. Instead of people asking clarifying questions which help all of us understand, I find that when I tend to talk to most people, they just ask questions to poke holes in things. Did you mean this word? Do you want that? Didn't you, didn't you, you meant that. Like, oh, that's not what you meant. That's not what you meant. You meant this. No, bitch. No. No. If you are so married to the punctuation and so married to the word. Okay, so there's this chick. She's amazing. As a performer, she would speak the line to perfection. So one of my directors would intentionally put in spelling errors and mismatched punctuation because she would memorize it that way and she would speak it that way. See, I get, I get the value of punctuation as a performer. Okay, so I'm not telling you from a place where it's not valid. Like, I'm not a little kid being like, I'm never going to use math in the real world. Blah. No, 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 no. <laughs> Punctuation, I have to understand because it's my roadmap as an actor. The way and the words and the how and the proximity. When people fuck up their words, they're doing it and it tells you about them. Not not some underrated like fucking shit about it tells you okay okay fuck it it tells you nothing but it will show you a little bit about them i can't the words again i'm stuck with words it's not gonna be like oh guess what i can fuck i caught you i know who you are i'm reading you no you know what i like to say i love to say y'all I'm like, hey, y'all, what's up, y'all? 
Because technically, I really fucking hate when people walk in the room to especially women or a mixed gender and they say, what's up, guys? Hey, dudes. Hey, guys. Or girls. Hey, girls. Hey, ladies. Fuck that. What's up? Why not y'all? Hey, everyone. (laughs) But I'm not from the South. I had a friend who was. We spent a lot of time together. And it just rubs off. I got another thing. Those of you... Okay, there's, there's two, two brackets. People who travel often come back touched by the language and the culture. And I know we all are really over the person who travels. I mean, it's a very new age spiritual bullshit thing. Um, it used to be a very intellectual thing. Like, you were an intellectual if you traveled to places and studied with people. Oh, I've traveled and I've studied with them. And now it's a new age spiritual, like, oh, I've traveled to this place and ate these things and I fasted and then didn't watch TV. Because that's what all y'all, for some reason, think spirituality is. <laughs> okay, whoa, okay, whoa, whoa. We're going to move even beyond this conversation. I don't even fuck where this was going. We need to totally double back and talk about what is your problem with television? Spiritual community, what the fuck? And before you go, uh, duh, I get it. Programming, waves of frequency, you know, like non-productivity while you think you're being productive. Um, am Am I warm about all the things you could say immediately? Off the fucking top of your head, the spiritual world would say these things, <laughs> right? Okay, how about your smartphone? Uh-oh. And your computer? Uh-oh. And your music? Oh, no! Yeah, your music. Your music is developed and handled by huge industries. Not individual artists necessarily like you think it is. If I'm an artist and a performer... And if you don't really understand the nuances, like you may have watched a documentary about your favorite musician getting fucked over by their recording company. Yeah, that's not a surprise. And it's not just them. It is every fucking musician and it's every fucking, it's, it's everyone. So um, your, your record label and your music, your new age music, ooh, it's all recorded on the same vibration, bitch. It's all part of the same grid, the electrical grid, the bell grid, that um, before the electrical grid existed in the United States, um, well, when when they invented it, they turned it on and there was a hum, there was a weird vibrational hum, really quiet, ecstatic. Which is a kind of a joke to us because we would think that technology still does have that, but for them it was a different kind of hum on top of their bullshit hum, right? And uh, and they were like, "Oh, that's annoying. Oh, what is that? Oh, is that the frequency of the Earth? The Schumann resonance? They were picking up the Schumann resonance on their um, on their fucking electrical grid system, and they were like, "Well, since that's a bit annoying, instead of just raise this." frequency enough to kind of meet it and cancel it out let's just quadruple our frequency so it pounds the vibrational of the earth gone i mean your fucking smartphones and fitbits and bluetooths and youtubes 
are not better than television because they are screens and technology. They are crystalline. They're part of a matrix. And guess what? You think you can take a pill to get out of this matrix? Bitch, the matrix made the matrix, made the matrix, made the matrix. It's like, I've already said, I bet you, as soon as some fucking idiots come down here acting like they're fucking aliens, people are going to be like, it's Jesus and God. Just because something isn't from here doesn't mean they're God or Jesus or more intelligent than us. Have you ever played a game where you like, look at who you are now? I mean, a game, it's also called reparenting. And you think about yourself as a child and like your parents when you were a child and you like think about you ever have that feeling that you visit your something that was from childhood and you're like oh my god it's so much smaller now because you've grown because you've grown you know why it's smaller and different now because you've grown and here's my feeling those fucking aliens that are smarter and more advanced than us okay this might be hard to wrap your head around they're not actually more advanced they're just older This is really hard because a five-year-old technically may not have a lower IQ than a 55-year-old in the scheme of things. That five-year-old just has only five years of experience. Wait till that five-year-old turns 55 and that 55-year-old is dead. (laughs) No kidding. But also that five-year-old at some point is going to be like 25, 30 and that 55-year-old is going to be like 70, 80 in the retirement home and we're going to be like, fuck you, bitch. You fucked my social security. (laughs) Fuck you, boomers. Fuck you, boomers. You never had the credit for the house. Fuck you, boomers. Fuck you, boomers. I don't know what else. I could go on forever, but I don't even. I mean, it's not like every single one of them was the annihilating factor of our future, but, you know, they've done nothing to help. So. <laughs> even talking about it. Oh yeah, now we're talking about the shame of TV. I mean, it, you know, the the we talk, we started talking about like, oh, someone gives you a secret and then you're in the secret and then they have to like play by their rules. You're stuck in the fucking rules and that's it. So I feel like new age reality is with this fucking TV shit. It's all the same shit. You guys are just playing in different fields. Vimeo, Clubhouse. Come on, Patreon. Uh, okay. No, it's not 1994 television programming. It's not. It is shape-shifted. That's it. And, okay, so now that I've gone that, let's do the second part. Well, and I'll make some coffee. Second part to this conversation about the TV is the thought. The guru can go up the mountain for 14 fucking years and sit in silence and have an epiphany. But then you come back down 14 years later and nobody fucking knows you. I love TV. I love it. I manage my exposure to it. That's all you can do in this reality where nothing is good and nothing is bad. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Doesn't fucking matter. So, I love TV because it's a time capsule. It's documentation. It shows me what people are talking about right now 
in one sense of the factor. I'm not going to say this is the dipstick for the entire human race. Like, that's idiotic. What I can say is that a fuck ton of people watch TV, watch these programs, and it is creating the fiber to their reality. And vice versa. Supply and demand, demand and supply. So when reality TV came out, I was like, oh, fuck yes. Because as someone who's been doing a lot of theater work and exhausted by the bullshittedness of celebrityism, um, it was great when it first came out that it was like just kind of showing how raunchy everything was and stupid. And then all of a sudden people started talking about how produced it was. Do you understand that I'm hinting at the necessary evils that everyone immediately jumps to something and is like, that is bad. That is bad. And I'm like, well, <laughs> or is it? Or is it starting a conversation and exposing something? Because go ahead. You know, I've seen my fucking sister-in-law let her kid throw a fucking tantrum about eating some sugar. And then, I think she was, she was really young. She was like three or four. Tantrum. And she looked at her, and I thought it was pretty brutal. And she was like, all right, your tummy's going to hurt really bad later. And remember, you don't like it when your poops hurt, and your poops are going to hurt. Do you remember that? And the little girl was like, yeah. And she's like, but you still want it? And she's like, yeah. And she was like, okay. And, you know, it's just not like she gave her, like, six pints of ice cream or whatever. She let her go back for another brown. She let her fill her fucking plate, and the kid ate a couple of bites. My niece had <laughs> a couple bites and then, you know, guess what? Sugar crash. Mommy, I have a sour tummy. <laughs> oh my God. It was like, there was a point I'm a I've been a nanny and all the things and I'm like, what the fuck? How can you let your kid just, this is so fucked up. And then when you really, when you start parenting a nanny long term, like when you're really there, and it's not about you just taking care of a kid for a few hours, but you've got this kid for the rest of your life. You need to teach them. <laughs> if you're going to go ahead and choose to eat a crazy amount of sugar, it might hurt a little bit. Oh, my niece is really smart. I mean, her mom's intense in like the way that a lot of people may feel uncomfortable around someone as honest and seriously straightforward but uh, it's refreshing you know <laughs> um but i love this crazy fucking moment and i think that's what it is and i say this about medicine like i i know i i can't tell anyone i well, i can't tell you whether or not to believe your fucking visions you know like no, I don't believe that the medicine is coming in telling us like winning lottery numbers and what to do with our life. And, and then these feelings. So you know when you have a whole day with a friend and it's so much fun and someone's like, oh my God, what'd you do? And you're like, oh, I had the best day. And you're like, what'd you do? And you're like, I just like ran around and laughed and the greatest time. I feel like that's what my journeys are when they tell me things about medicine in the future. It's not like they're showing me a blow by blow, but I get this sense. And that's always been me. I've been clear cognizant. I get this feeling of like, you need to go and do a thing. You need to walk away. You need to start doing, you need to go here. 
you need to just sit and wait. It's, I get a lot of that. And, um, and the medicine was like, we got, we got a whole, there's a whole evolution. There's like a thing here. It's not even like a plan. Like to say like, oh, we have a plan. I feel like it demeans it, dilutes it. This is like, I'm on an evolutional goddamn journey. Don't worry about me. Because you know, nothing matters. Because everything matters and everything is. Every synchronicity, yeah, it is. What if this, what if you play a game? And I think this is from the book that I'm reading right now, Spiritual Warfare by Jet Dunkerley. That's his name. No, I think that's somebody else I know. This guy, Jed. Spiritual Warfare. Jed Dunker is an artist. He's a great artist, though. Um, so, something he was talking with somebody about was that, you know, that like. level of internalized understanding of synchronicity like going around and calling out synchronicity is when you first start to read and as you drive down the road you see a word on a billboard and you're like ball mama that says ball red that says turn right and you're like shout it out and that's where I think most people in this new age of spirituality are. And I think most people in this place of awakening are. In this way that they're just like really excited. And so they just scream about everything. And you're like, cool, yeah. And I believe that's what synchronicities are. The word and the meaning. The need for us to see them and hone in on a hot moment of crossover. Um, and this writer was inviting us to integrate it deeper so that he's like, well, yeah, of course, of course that's deja vu. Of course that's synchronicity. But like, also it's so intensely, deeply planned and coordinated that it's not. Again, going within. Instead of being like, oh, my spirit guides are showing me a sign and a whatever, whatever. And the other day, it was an interesting next step, right? So yesterday, the synchronicity practice turned into, oh, I just thought about that and saw that. And instead of being like, it's, it's synchronicity, I was like, well, that's totally normal. That's totally normal, right? Totally normal. I planned it that way. That's not a surprise. I don't need this thing to come out and blow me over and be like, oh my god, I should trust myself and believe in myself. I guess that's what the constant synchronicity is, is like, am I still surprised? Because that's doing a disservice. Um, I love television and movies because just like how, okay, oh, I thought about this. When books came out, they were the iPhone, right? Like people would walk around and read books and people would make fun of them. People in the, in the early 90s, I would go with my mom to cafes and we would sit and read our book next to each other while having coffee. And people would be like, oh, that's so sad. It's so sad you're sitting there with your book. Can't you like, you should talk to people, right? 
And then it was like TV and all that. Like people invented film and TV. And then it was video games. And then it was smartphones. And now like you should like detox from your smartphone and like talk to someone. I mean, I am. I'm leaving social media and all that, so I'm not going to hate on that. But, oh, yeah, y'all, I've left social media. I'm gone. I'm done. I want to be a lady on the mountain. I do. I want to be somebody who I just have always actually hated social media. I resisted it when it first came out. I resisted it as it developed. And then I finally jumped on it, and I felt like I was in high school all over again. Never good enough, never popular enough. Like my small group of fabulous coven sisters, and that's it. So, um, I'm gonna try to go back to 1994, which I guess 2020 has taught me seems to be my favorite year. Don't know why. Yeah. When is something a tool that liberates us? And the fine balance of, um, I don't know, capturing, enchanting, enslaving us. But the hardest part is how everyone else is policing everyone else when it's nobody's job to tell you what's right for you. Do no harm to the earth, do no harm to yourself, do no harm to others. But does that mean that I want your fucking opinion on my social life or my personal? No. So, let's just all make sure, can we please, for fucking love of God's sake, make sure that we don't all start doing this, like, Chinese social media thing. You know about that, right? Okay, homework. If you don't know about it, guess what's happening over in China. There's a whole entire social media surveillance system. It's now a whole entire thing. Like everybody is on a governmental rep. You must participate socially. You must engage with each other. People score each other. Total fucking strangers can score you. Friends, neighbors can score you on your activity, your engagement, your responsibility. Um, then people are totally incentivized to rat out and be moles and to tattle. And then if you do not participate, if you opt out, your rating plummets and you are fucked. And I mean fucked as in let's not even play around with the fact that there are fucking genocides and Muslim fucking camps over there. Fucked. And I've said this for years, that we are totally at the knees of China. It is that quiet little fucking nerd that slowly and suddenly has taken, oh, you guys don't want to do this dirty work? You don't know what to do here? You know, I'll totally do that for you. I'll manufacture everything. I'll do all the jobs you don't want. And now who are we? We are totally dependent on them. Not like we can't be codependent on each other as humans, but... This is going to get nasty in the world of politics and economy. Let's just end that one on a high note, shall we? Policing other people always turns out bad. Judging someone else's life, you don't fucking know. So the next time someone writes a note and misspells, 
Fuck, even my phone autocorrects my words to the most random shit, okay? I can't even. The next time someone is fucking reading something and is like, my pet peeve is there, there, there. If you can't get it right, then what is wrong with you? I'd be like, guess what, bitch? You give a shit about really stupid things in life. Because I'd rather be interested in what another human is trying to relay to me than pull apart (laughs) their attempt at it. But you know what that means. If someone's pulling apart your attempt to communicate, they don't give a fuck what you have to say in the first place. No, honey, they don't. No, no, honey, they don't. (sighs) People will show you who they are if you stop lying to yourself and kidding yourself about it. And the best piece of advice is don't listen to what people tell you. Let them show you who they are and then believe them when they show you. Oh, right, everybody. This is just one of those morbid conversations on a Wednesday. <laughs> but, you know, I haven't recorded one in a while because I really don't know what the fuck we're all doing here or why any of this matters. Um, so I hope, if anything, Somebody else may feel like if someone makes you feel crazy, bitch, you're not. (laughs) Fuck them. With love. But also, here's my thing. Fuck you, but fuck off. Yeah. I can tell someone fuck off and still love them. Go away. Walk away. I don't want to fucking hurt this relationship anymore. You go take your time. (laughs) You can tell that to the world, okay, babe? I love you. Fuck you. Fuck off. Have a great one.